A fertilizer plant goes up in flames overnight. The concerns over how the fumes are impacting air quality. And tropical storm warnings in effect for the Texas coast as parts of the state brace for their first tropical system in two years. What to expect here coming up. And the chief of the Austin Police Department is retiring after over two decades of service. What he's asking the community before someone takes his place. Well, a small community in Central Texas is working to rebuild today after a fast-moving fire destroyed the American Plant Food Corporation. Thanks so much for joining us. I'm Jennifer Sanders. And I'm Daniel Marine. This happened in the town of Bartlett, which sits in both Williamson and Bell counties. Our Jayla Washington reports on how lessons learned from another fertilizer plant fire years ago helped crews decide how to deal with this one. Well, that fire still burning there behind me and what has been really difficult for crews out here is basically they've been waiting for it to just kind of die down by itself because they can't just dump a bunch of water on it uh, because it does involve chemicals. Luckily, neighbors nearby have been evacuated, but there is still a concern out here for how this is going to impact the air quality. On another day so hot, you can see the heat radiating all around you. The smoldering fertilizer plant crackles and pops right off the highway in Bartlett. Being a, a hazardous uh, material fire, very complicated if we were to put, put a bunch of water on it. We're concerned about the runoff getting into the, the local streams, so we didn't want to, to do that. Chief of the town's volunteer fire department, Stephen Wintercheck, says they've been getting help from agencies all over the area. Monitoring air quality is one of the biggest concerns. Sensors throughout our community, uh, around our schools to make sure Everybody's safe, so all those readings are coming back good at the moment. Back in 2013, a different story. This fertilizer plant fire in a town of West, about 80 miles north. KXA investigators found the West volunteer firefighters didn't know how much damage the ammonium nitrate could do when mixed with fire. And that prompted the U.S. Chemical Safety Board to order emergency management offices to do a better job with pre-planning. That included in Williamson County. Flashbacks to West, that's all I could think about. I just wanted to make sure my community was safe. With shifting winds, officials are asking neighbors to stay inside while they continue to monitor air. Cleanup expected to take weeks. Jayla Washington, KXAN News. Hey, going in depth with the impact of the West explosion, Williamson County says it uses data from more than 250 facilities now in the area, along with weather data to create real-time disaster modeling, calculating the worst case scenarios. Now, the software kind of looks like Google Maps, but it adds a red circle over the areas that would be in harm's way from chemicals or a plume of smoke. Emergency crews can also access the information in their vehicles on the way to the scene of a fire to better know how to respond to the situation. And now to a wildfire burning in Buda. The fire has burned about 22 acres and is 50% contained. The Hayes County Office of Emergency Management says the fire is burning in the area of FM 1626 and Robert S. Light Boulevard. This road is closed from 1626 to 2770. The Hayes County Office of Emergency Management showing the fire burning along that road there. People are asked to avoid the area as crews clean up those hot spots. Fortunately, no schools are impacted and there are no evacuations in time at this point. And David, we know the fire danger is bad today and you're saying it's going to get worse tomorrow. It will. It has to do with that tropical system, which is already actually sending us some clouds. Let me take you outside. These clouds that you see here
here on the Lorenz and Lorenz 360 cam from a developing tropical storm in the Gulf. How exciting does that sound for our drought? 102 right now in Westlake. Here is the storm. You can see the sun angle getting a little lower as it spins up here in the Gulf. The National Hurricane Center just minted this at 4 p.m. as an official tropical depression likely on its way to become Tropical Storm Harold. Talk more about Harold in just a moment. In the meantime, nothing has changed. Our 45th day in the triple digits in a row in Austin. Excessive heat warnings until 9 p.m. and fire danger warnings today and again tomorrow. Coming up, we'll talk about kind of the best and worst case scenarios with that tropical storm as it heads toward Texas and closer to us tomorrow. All right, David, thank you very much. Austin will soon be looking for a new police chief. Today, Chief Joseph Chacon announced that he is leaving the department after 25 years. Chacon will retire next month. We heard from him as he talked about his departure and the challenges that come with this job. I asked this city and all its citizens for them to support these amazing individuals as they daily put on the uniform and they kiss their loved ones and they take to the streets where they will continually run into unforeseen circumstances and have to make split-second decisions, some of those being life and death decisions, as they work to keep this community safe. They deserve, they deserve our love, our admiration, our grace and our respect for this incredible an incredibly difficult job that no one else wants to do. And the APD Chief of Staff Robin Henderson will step in as interim chief until a search for a permanent chief is completed. Ahead on KXAN News at 6, we'll dig into what Chuck Owen's retirement looks like for the city and we'll go in depth on the history of Austin police chiefs. In Hawaii today, President Joe Biden and the First Lady are touring and meeting with families of the fire-ravaged town of Lahaina. As NBC's Alice Barr reports, some are expressing anger over the government's response. President Biden traveling to Maui today, pledging federal support and personal comfort to a community gripped by grief. Survivors reliving the harrowing moments when the deadliest wildfire in modern U.S. history closed in. It was like if you poured gasoline in a line and you just, you know, lit it on fire. It was so quick. More than 100 people are confirmed dead, more than 800 still missing as recovery teams comb the wreckage. Kiero Fuentes' family found him dead just before his 15th birthday, holding his dog, who also died. They were found together hugging. Uh, you know, he, he probably tried to save him, and, you know, he jumped on top of him and he hugged him. The overwhelming sadness turning to anger for many as questions mount from the emergency warning systems to the pace of the state and federal response. Stay out of our way. Get rid of the red tape. Some directing their frustrations at President Biden. We don't need you. Don't come here. Critics say it took the president too long to publicly acknowledge the devastation, though the administration says he's been working behind the scenes from the start, signing a major disaster declaration, getting more than a thousand federal personnel on the ground and appointing a federal response coordinator. We are there now and we will be there tomorrow and we will be there throughout the long-term recovery. A painful recovery that can never restore all that's lost. In Washington, Alice Barr, NBC News. Well, fans and families concerned over the safety in the NFL after a weekend injury. 
what league officials are doing to make sure the players are protected. And also coming up, the Central Texas School District has to make some changes following an investigation into a sexual assault, how the district is accused of violating Title IX, and what it's saying about the findings. Thomas. We're just days away from the first GOP presidential debate. Former President Trump will not take part. NBC Nightly News is bringing us the first key indicator of what voters are thinking in Iowa, where the GOP caucus will begin. I'll take a look. These are the results from the first 2024 NBC News Des Moines Register Mediacom poll. You can see that GOP challengers to former President Trump face a big hurdle. According to the poll, 42% of likely Republican caucus goers say Trump is their number one pick out of the 14 GOP presidential candidates. Ron DeSantis comes in second with about 19% and then Tim Scott with about 9%. Now look at this. This poll was conducted between August 13th and August 17th with Mr. Trump's Georgia indictment right in the middle. And you can see that 65% of likely Republican caucus goers say they do not think Trump has committed serious crimes. Now ahead on Nightly News right here at 530, Kristen Welker asks voters what's most important to them right now. Well, concerns about safety in the NFL renewed this week after a scary sight on Saturday at a preseason game between the New England Patriots and the Green Bay Packers rookie cornerback Isaiah Bolden attempted to make a tackle, then collided with a teammate and ended up lying still on the field for minutes. Now, this all comes after Buffalo Bills safety DeMar Hamlin almost died during a game about seven months ago. People carried Bolden off on a stretcher and both coaches back the NFL's decision to suspend play with more than 10 minutes left. Bolden is now out of the hospital and the NFL says it continues to update its rules to protect player safety from tightening concussion protocols mid-season last year to reducing violent collisions on kickoffs. Well, clearance to move along with changes to I-35. Why federal leaders say these changes are necessary to improve the roads and drivers and their commutes. Record heat today at the Austin airport for an unbelievable 16th time in the last 18 days. What are the chances that we'll break this longest heat wave on record tomorrow, though? We're tracking a tropical storm coming up. Call it. Pflugerville ISD is agreeing to make some changes after a Department of Education investigation into how the school district handled an allegation of a sex assault on campus. And that alleged assault happened during the 2018-2019 school year. KXN's Nabil Ramanda is here to tell us really what that investigation Nabil found. Yeah, thank you, Jennifer. The Federal Office of Civil Rights determined that the district violated Title IX by how it responded to a student claiming she was raped by another student in the school bathroom. It says the district violated Title IX because, quote, not only because it relied on stereotypes about how a person should respond to sexual assault, but also because it failed to provide fair process, both the accused student and to his accuser. It's worth noting local law enforcement had asked the district to wait to investigate while they finished their investigation, but the Office of Civil Rights and the district never launched its own Title IX investigation. After police finished, Federal or Pflugerville ISD did eventually have a third-party investigation 
to review it, but the OCR said it didn't follow Title IX regulations. Now, the agreement with the district has with the OCR says it has to offer or asked to offer to meet with the student who reported the assault and her family to discuss the handling of the case and the student related counseling expense, as well as a designate a or designate a Title IX coordinator and provide the OCR with info and documentation regarding sexual harassment complaints during the 2021, 2022 and 2022 to 23 school year. Now, Pflugerville ISD's response to this says in part, quote, contrary to the department's statement, the district did not ignore this issue. The district conducted a full investigation of the situation, including reporting the allegations of sexual assault to law enforcement, as well as evaluating the Title IX issues. Now, for more on this, you can go to our website. We've got the full story there, uh, everything that's going on with this. So. All right, Nabil, thanks so much. Yep. First warning weather with Chief Meteorologist David Yeomans. Well, the peak of uh, hurricane season is upon us over the next several weeks, and just like that, this, things are heating up out here. The tropical satellite showing some clouds already spilling into central Texas. From this, a big mass of thunderstorms, which as of this afternoon is now tropical depression number nine, the ninth storm of the Atlantic hurricane season. Winds right now are 35 miles per hour. This should become tropical storm Herald, the next name on the list, as winds intensify to 45, maybe 50 miles an hour. But notice the westward speed, very quick, nearly 20 miles per hour. That means even though the environment is fairly conducive for intensification, it doesn't have a lot of time to get its act together. Landfall is most likely on the Texas-Mexico border up toward just south of Corpus Christi. We have tropical storm warnings in effect for a bulk of the south and middle Texas coast. Herald at that time will continue its westward progress. And notice, unfortunately, this track is just too far south of us to produce the impacts that we need. We will, though, see a change in the weather tomorrow. Not all of it is a good thing. Let me explain. First of all, as you could guess, most of the rain on this forecast track stays south of us. From Corpus down to the Rio Grande Valley, two to four, maybe even five inches of flooding rainfall possible. Back here at home, though, just a few drops in the bucket. And north of Austin, we may have some of us seeing nothing at all. Unfortunately, with that storm to the south and a high pressure to the north, winds will be enhanced from this system tomorrow. Here we are at midday afternoon and early evening tomorrow. Notice these east wind gusts picking up a little bit, up to 30, 35 miles an hour, maybe even a little stronger. This won't be strong enough to cause damage, of course, from this system far to our south, but it will be enough, combined with a couple lightning strikes in the area, to enhance our fire danger. This is my worry tomorrow. Wildfire danger tomorrow just updated to a four out of five or even five out of five extreme risk in our part of the state. So some of us will see a little bit of rain. I just want to be clear that it's going to be a bit of a disappointment in terms of breaking the heat wave, breaking the drought. Let me show you some new data coming in at five o'clock. Here we are this evening, some clouds spilling in overnight, keeping us warm with this blanket coming in from the Gulf. Tomorrow morning, still a mix of sun and clouds with dry weather. Then you'll notice through the midday and early afternoon, a couple of these little spiraling rain bands try to make it into our area, but this 5 p.m. data is a little bit drier, reinforcing our 20% chance, a low chance of rain where you live tomorrow. At 4 p.m., a couple of these isolated storms, most likely south of Austin. Maybe you'll get one in the metro or in your neck of the woods, 6, 7 p.m. But that's about all. Notice how most of it stays to our south, and the rain totals are just going to be isolated and really meager and disappointing.
With any landfalling tropical storm like this one tomorrow, we've got a threat of severe weather. Most of that, as you can see, just a one out of five staying to our south. But we could see a couple spin-up tornadoes from San Marcos southward. Of course, we will be on top of it tomorrow if anything pops up in our area. So stay with us. Tonight, with the increasing cloud cover after dark, it kind of acts like a blanket. It may keep us record warm, only dropping to 81. Tomorrow, it's windy. We've got a mix of sun and clouds and an isolated storm. I don't think it's enough, though, to break our 100-degree streak, our 46th day in a row in Austin, hitting 102. If we don't break this triple-digit streak tomorrow, we have no hope over at least the next week of doing so. Record highs, 107, 108 later this week, and by next Monday, that would be 52 days in a row. Remember, our old record-long heat wave was 27 days in a row. We'll be right back. Tonight on News Nation. President Biden visits Maui, but in the wake of the horrifying devastation, will the Commander-in-Chief's presence make any difference? Then, she's only a heartbeat away from the presidency right now, but some say Vice President Harris needs to remake her image to capture the hearts of voters, and fast. What's behind the latest push? Tonight on On Balance. To find News Nation, go to joinnn.com. News Nation, news for all America. Here's what we're working on right now. Our new Iowa caucus poll, big support for Donald Trump, but also reveals how many have not made up their minds. Plus, new reporting about the rising number of close calls in the sky. It's ahead on Nightly News. Well, now to Southern California, where Tropical Storm Hillary has brought torrential rain that's turned roads into rivers. But flooding isn't the only thing people had to deal with. During the storm, a 5.1 magnitude earthquake hit. And at one point, the state's Office of Emergency Services issued tropical storm, earthquake, and tornado warnings all within an hour of each other. No damage or injuries have been reported so far, but that doesn't mean residents are in the clear. There is still potential, as we know, for flooding, debris flow, and other significant storm-related incidents. And Hillary is the first tropical storm to hit Southern California in 84 years. Well, back home, TxDOT will soon begin construction on its 